Welcome to Kitchen Table Talk with Jason, and I'm here today with um, Oliver. Hello. Yes, um, and we're going to talk about love and marriage in this episode. Yeah. Um, and particularly, we're going to talk about um, the expectations and um, what love and marriage, you know, those two things, you know, what they consist of. Um, so here goes. Sit back, relax, grab a snack, you know, get a cup of tea like we're having yeah. <laughs> and enjoy. Get in the mood. Yeah. Because it's about um, to get real. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's just start by, you can introduce yourself. Yeah. yeah. So my name is Oliver. I am 22 years old. Uh, so my expectations. Precious. Uh, yeah, real precious, <laughs> which means that my expectations for love and marriage are also going to be very, very precious. Exactly. So. Um, also, I think it would be you know fun to note that I have not ever been in an actual relationship. So this is truly going to be the words of a man shooting from the hip. So yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, but it's interesting. Like, okay, yeah, what do you have to share about love and marriage? You know, you have, as yeah. you said, you've never been in a relationship. <laughs> You have never been married before. Uh, I'm true. sure you've never been in love before. So what makes you, you know, an authority and gives you? you yeah, know? I think in that sense, my expectation of love and marriage is, is, it's you know, it's unspoiled by having actually been in either. Okay. So, but and also, I feel like my specifically with marriage, like I'm the I'm the proud son of a, of a three times divorced single mother. Uh, so. Having grown up with her, and this isn't, mind you, this isn't her just having like a succession of guys coming in and out of the house. There was like three men, mm. the father of me and my two siblings, and she was married to two of them, except, and my father was the odd one out. So she wasn't really, I considered a divorce because they had a child, but yeah. they were married. Um, but seeing like in particular how it affected her and hearing how, you know, observing how she kind of dealt with, you know, her marriage not working, gave me kind of like a, an expectation of marriage that is that I fully intend, well, intend to prepare myself for the eventuality of divorce, you know? Well, I mean, I, I often say that, you know, well, marriage isn't for everybody, yeah. and, you know, and, and as Wendy says, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> Divorce is there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I find that, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they get married, you know, they have this idea that they're going to be together forever till death do us part. And then, you know, when things fall to shambles or fall apart, you know, they become surprised. Yeah. But I realize, I, I often say that people change and the things that we want today it will differ from what we want five, six, ten years down the line. Yes. And, you know, maybe we're in love with this person today and we think we know this person fully and truly, but you know, knowing and loving a person is an everyday thing. It's a conscious thing that you need to get up every day and say, mm -hmm. I choose to love this person. This person is not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to stay in this marriage yeah. and, you know, commit to it. And I'll say this last thing before you know you can jump in. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like you're spitting, you're spitting true fire. Yeah, true fire. Yeah, I'll say this last thing. It's just like you know, people always say that we've been married for like 20, 30 years, 
you know, uh, we've been happily married for 20, 30, but you know, nobody is happily married for 20, 30 years. You know, there has been struggles and times that, you know, they have wanted to break up or sometimes that they have broken up within those 20 years. But then within it all, they're stuck together. Yeah. And that's the true test. Exactly. No matter who crawled up into whose DMs. Mm-hmm. Love remains. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Love yeah. remains. But I really, I really feel about the whole, like, going into a, a marriage thinking you'll last forever. I'm like, like you said, that is, that to me seems headless and like an exercise in futility because I know from my own, like, my own 22 years of living that I can wake up thinking I want something for dinner and by the time I get home that specific thing will literally make my but stomach isn't it, turn. It, 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 and some people will say Oliver how can you you know liken mm. food preferences with you mm. living with another person and I say that's a fair point but I'm just saying you know in, in general for me it's just like a, a sign of like the bigger, like, how, you know, fickle your moods can be in regards to this thing. Of course, with people, it's like, there's a common consensus that, oh yeah, people are multifaceted. You're not supposed to love every single aspect of a person. Yeah, but, but do you think that that your position um, mainly rests on the fact that you're 22 and, you know, a 22-year-old in my book, because yeah. I, I remember when I was 22, Almost um, many, 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 many. I'm 29 now. <laughs> when I was 22, I mean, the things I thought I wanted, I was very um, fleeting with my yeah. desires and stuff. So you know, relation. Well, maybe I did want relationship and the commitment, but I mean, the places I was looking for it and the things that I thought I wanted or who I thought I wanted it from has completely changed. Yeah. yeah, so I think, you know, yeah, so the question yeah. is like, you know, do you think that, you know, you being 22 kind of um, makes your judgment a little bit skewed? I really hope it does, <laughs> because I am, I think at the moment, I am in a very, I feel like, I like a lot of the pra- practical aspects, like, when I look, when I think of myself as being in love and in a marriage, I think of all the practical nice practical aspects of it like always having someone you can bring with you to things uh, not that necessarily no mind you it's get not, a puppy yeah no no we have to say not like as in oh we, we're gonna stick together and we're gonna be together through the whole thing more like we'll show up do our little power couple people gonna do this and then you know they'll do their thing I'll do my thing we regroup in an hour and you know have a drink decide if we wanna go home or not or like the practicality of like, oh, you come home and there's gonna be someone there who's like, oh, I've made you something, and then you can watch a TV show mm-hmm. together, so you feel less alone. But the whole emotional aspect, girl, mm. you know, putting my business out there like that, I'm just gonna commit. Like the whole of committing yourself 100% to another person, that is very hard for me to. And well, first of all, and I would recommend you know any. 23 year olds because I see time and time again like I you know I, I've had friends who have been in a committed relationship all throughout their 20s and then it just hits them at a point in their life okay I've been with one person all throughout my 20s I've never dated anybody else I've never explored anything else and you know you come to a point where you just have this kind of crisis like okay 
everything that I am and everything that you know I know has been with this one person and <clears throat> you haven't had the chance to kind of um, live your best life or have that moment where you revolted and you know yeah and then to feel your eyes yeah, to, to feel your, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you haven't had that opportunity to feel your oats and then later on in life that's when you want to do it you know yeah. and it's like it's it's it's, it's a different ball game it's it a is. different world and it's like so i think you know at 22 and you know in your early 20s that's when you should be exploring who you are what you want what you like what you don't like yes yeah preach and you know what that's what i've no listen that's what i've been telling all my girlfriends because i have these girlfriends who honest to god have been in committed relationships since they were 14. Oh, they have they have like started one and then it ended and then they've had no more than a month some of them to like recuperate and then there's a new guy and now they're in this weird space where it's like they are completely unable to like imagine themselves as being single mm. but you can also tell and they're telling me that they need that they want to they want to try things they want to do new things and most of the time the boyfriends they got you know what the guys that were cute when we were 15 and 16 oh, they're not they're cute, not so anymore. cute anymore they're now. not most of them are like they're disappointing and I can say that because I've, I've known them as the gay best friend to their girlfriend. Yeah. That is a very unique position because I get, I get you know, let in. I'm privy to a lot of things other people aren't. Mm. Both from, like, they'll tell me stuff, but their girlfriends will tell me stuff. So I just know that all around you're not being your best self because what both of you are doing is like this. Some of them make it work and I will have to commend them for it. But a lot of people, they just kind of, they've gotten so used to being together that... The, the drama of not being together is deemed as being not worth it so they stay together and all mm. I can think is like you're only going to be young and tight for so long you don't want to get um, out of your first serious relationship and that's what I always say it's like okay you're wasting all those juicy years yes you, know, you are doing all these yeah. things like I you know I, I often you know kind of feel sorry for people who you know cannot be alone because I feel like that's part of the problem in the beginning because if you go into love or relationship or marriage because you want somebody there to fill a space or a void or you want somebody there because you feel lonely it's gonna be scary if the idea at the thought or idea of that mm -hmm. person leaving because then you're not an individual by yourself. You attach your worth and your value. You attach your happiness and your purpose mm -hmm. to another person being there. So for that person, that's going to be scary thinking, okay, be apart because who's going to be there? And yeah. who, 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 am I, who am I without a man or a boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's, that's the one thing I actually really don't... That's one of the things I don't want in a relationship. And what I've actually... When I have dappled in like seeing guys and stuff it's always been one of the main things that have like oh i can't i need to leave has always been if i feel like they are very quick to put you know the responsibility of their welfare welfare and feelings of not being alone onto me because i'm not i can't i need to know that you're a strong independent white boy or whatever that can take care of his own emotions because like we say like you said i'm 22 so I am barely responsible for my own feelings. <laughs> I cannot be expected to be responsible for yours as well. Exactly. And it's I think like... in that sense, yeah, maybe I'm not so so ready for an actual relationship. 
but that might, I think that's good enough because I feel like I still got growing to do, you know what I'm saying? Well, I think that's true. You have plenty of room to grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now you're self-discovering. You know, you, you just moved to the city, you know, yeah, so exactly. there's a lot to be explored. There's a lot to learn about yourself. And so you'll continue to learn as life goes on, as you grow older and you learn through experiences. The more experiences you have, the wiser you become and the more your ideas and all this fantasy that you have about love and marriage will, you know, become a little bit more narrow and concrete, yeah. yeah. Because right now I think my expectations of actual love and marriage is very much what I've seen on, you know, Netflix and stuff. Oh, that's not happened in real life. Exactly, no. that's what I kind of, I kind of got got that impression that this seems a bit this this seems a bit fake you know just, just a tiny bit you know blown out of proportion but the thing is i can still feel that in a lot of situations what i my i kind of kind of fall back on in my you know mental expectation is yeah what i've seen in pop culture yeah and i feel like for me i've always been aware that that doesn't really work because that's usually for a man and a woman and you know a Oh, yeah, sanctuary, a, a, a holy divine heterosexual marriage mm-hmm. that is you know there are whole like there are hundreds of years of traditions and cultures that lie behind like every expectation in a heterosexual relationship mm-hmm. where I feel like I've tried to apply that to my life it doesn't work it really does not like I'm sorry but when you try to get with the cute guy in class by you know not knowing how beautiful you are when you are in fact not even you know that's not that's not even an, an issue with yeah. two guys you know what i'm saying it's like it doesn't work so i'm kind of trying to forcefully scrap all these notions but that leaves a scary void mm. but i guess i just get the pleasure of filling it up with you know my own little home cooked expectations exactly so and that's the thing too you know when when when, when you're 19 21, 22, I mean, you have this whole utopian idea of, you know, Prince Charming and what he's supposed to be like, but that's just basically built, that image was built based on the movies that you were fed and watched growing up. But, you know, me, myself, at this point and stage in life, I think I, I know more than ever, like, what I want and what I do not want. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of um, in the past. I've been very lenient, and I say lenient in that you know I've given people chances that I shouldn't have given mm-hmm. chances because I always like to give people the benefit of a doubt. And I stray, I've strayed away from what I wanted for myself or what I knew that was good for me to allow or give people chances. I think okay because sometimes you think okay. I have this idea of the person that I want for them. Maybe, maybe this person is, is, is good for me. Maybe what I want isn't right. And you give somebody you know, a shot and then they show their ass and you're like, okay. <clears throat> and for me, I don't really give second chances. No. It's like you screw up once, especially if you're not, if you were not what I was looking for in the beginning. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but I mean, at, at this stage, I mean, it takes a lot of learn. It takes experiences and a lot of learning. So at this stage, I know exactly what I want. And it's just like compromise is not. It's not part of it. Not part of it. No. It's like have you heard Earth the Kit? Yeah, she yes. was like compromise. Yes, the thing where she was like she's 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 in love with herself and yeah. she's not looking for a ma- she's she's not looking for a man to 
to love it's, it's to love her, but to she's looking to for men to take part in the love she has for mm-hmm. herself. Yeah, she was like, com- she was compromised to what? Yeah, yeah, no, no compromise. Like she, and she was a bad bitch, honestly. <laughs> legit. If, if you were to do yourself a favor, there's this shitty, shitty quality docu- like video quality documentary yeah. on YouTube about her life. Yeah, I love Watch her, it. Yeah. Like, honestly, the end will, like, I'm not the type of cries to movies or documentaries. But, oh, yeah, you know, I do a lot. I did, like, uh, I got, you know, my eyes got a little misty, you know. Just a little bit misty. Just a little bit misty, you know, because you can't, you know, let go of that robot exterior. <laughs> I didn't get that update. <laughs> no, but it is a great documentary. Oh, and yeah, she had a very hard life, and, you know. The hardest. Yeah. She explains how she learned, how she spit, how she learned to speak the way she spoke. Oh, yeah. And that was also just heart-wrenching in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Eartha Kitt. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> for those who don't know who she is, um, you have been schooled partially, yeah. but then you, know, you need to go and do your you homework. Yeah. She is the She is the slept-on icon of color that America not only needs, but desperately also wants without knowing they do so. Yeah, but um, yeah. So just to sum up everything yeah. all up, love and marriage. Um, we've been kind of dishing and chatting about that. Um, what would you be your final thought in all of this? My final thought would be: don't buy into the Hollywood meth version of love. Cook your own. <laughs> Cook your own mess. Cook your own. <laughs> Cook your own mess. Because that way you know that, yeah, it might fuck you up, but at least you know exactly in what ways it will fuck you up because you made it. Exactly. That's, so that's, that's a, what I That's do. a good and, outro, yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. yeah, in, in my opinion, love and marriage, I mean, I often say, you know, do what works for you, you know, do what makes you happy, you know. Love is not for everybody. You know, marriage is not for everybody. Um, you know, you not having love or not being married doesn't take away from the quality of a person that you are, or doesn't mm-hmm. take away from the quality of life that you will have or yeah. could have or you're having. So just uh, let's say live your best life. Live your best life. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, the loss of love or marriage is not the end of the world. Like I am living proof of it. Like we. I mean, after the third time, my mother and my family, we went to like a therapeutic living collective with other people that was hurt by life. And we bounced right back, you know. Oh yeah, that's it. We live by the sea now. So, you know, that's, that was an upgrade because we live. So, yeah, don't be afraid of losing love and don't be afraid of living love. Perfect. And on that note, this has been another episode of Kitchen Table Talk with Jason. Yes, and Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.